The views and opinions on the following program are those of the participants and not necessarily those of KKVV Las Vegas. Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you're local, you'll dial 702-650-5588. Again, if you're local inside the Las Vegas area and like to join our discussion today, you have a praise report, prayer request, we'd love to hear from you. Dial 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. That would be 800 366 I say again, the toll-free number for you to dial to join our discussion today would be 800-366-8883. We're also heard on KKVV's AM dial and FM dial. The AM dial would be 1060 AM. The FM dial would be 101.5 FM. We're being streamed live over the internet, audio and video, at KKVV's website, which is www.kkvv.com. We're all waving to you. Hello and God bless. And we're also being streamed from Save the Lost at All Costs website, which is www org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, we'd love for you to visit our website again, www.savethelostlv.org. Look for the date that you'd like to listen to, click onto it, get blessed. We're also on iTunes. The gospel is always free on our watch. I'd like to say hello to our senior pastor. That would be Pastor Joseph E. Terry. Some say Pastor T. Some say Pastor Joe. He's always Pastor Terry to me. And also Pastor Terry's in the center. And right across from me would be my brother. That would be Brother Vernon Davis. So hello, men of God. And how are you doing, Minister Nina? I'm blessed, Pastor. And I wanted to say that it was wonderful to see you be at the Macedonia Missionary Baptist Church this morning Amen. and bring the word about genuine worship. Uh, I received it. I know they did too. We're blessed and we were transformed and we're better for it. So thank you for blessing us this morning. Well, thank you uh, for recognizing the effort. But of course, we know that God's the one who gets the glory. And somebody uh, asked me after the service, well, he needs a vessel. And so I said, yes, that's true. Uh, I just want to say hello to all those that are listening out there over the radio waves and those who are watching us as we stream live. And I just want you to know that whatever you may be currently facing or going through, or if it's something that you haven't yet been able to get over, that uh, be serious 
be true worshipers. Amen. And your consistency in worship will solve the problem. Amen. So that would be John 4.23, right? Amen. 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 We need to worship God in spirit and in truth. He's Amen. Seeking Amen. such to worship him. Amen. Amen. So uh, I'd also like to uh, say that I met one of KKVV's family members. That would be Viola Earl, who was a member of Macedonia Missionary Baptist Church. And she has been a part of the KKVV family for 20 years. Wow. And has been doing radio ministry for 45 years. So it was an honor and a blessing to meet such a servant and so devoted and one of our family members. So that was great. So God bless you, Mother Earl. It was truly a divine appointment to meet you. Uh, Brother Vernon, you had uh, worship after you came to see Pastor speak? Absolutely. At Bread of Heaven Christian Ministry, uh, Pastor Richard Powell and his lovely wife, First uh, Lady Tanya Powell. I hope you both are listening. And I'm myself, I'm just trying to stay out of the way and let God do his work. Amen. You know, Amen. I, Amen. Each day that goes by, I have a fear of this this flesh, this man. Amen. So I'm, I'm letting God do his work in the name Amen. of Jesus. Amen. Well, we come to you with heavy hearts. Uh, Something happened in the United States today, and Vernon uh, would like to read to you uh, some things that had happened. And if you didn't know, we'd like for you to know. So, Vernon, would you share with our listening audience, sir? In what police are calling the worst shooting in American history, a gunman killed 50 people and injured at least 53 at Pulse, a gay nightclub in downtown Orlando. Authorities say Omar Martin Martin, stormed the club around 2 a.m. Sunday and opened fire. He was later killed by police. According to NBC News, Martin had called 911 moments before the shootings to pledge allegiance to the leader of the so-called Islamic State. Representative Adam Schiff, uh, the ranking member on the House Intelligence Committee, also said he was told in a briefing that the gunman had declared his allegiance to ISIS. President Obama Obama called Sunday's mass shooting at a gay club in Orlando, Florida, an act of terror and an act of hate. He added that while authorities have not reached a definitive judgment as to the shooter's motivation, the FBI would be investigating the matter as an act of terrorism. What is clear, he was a person filled with hatred, Obama said of the shooter, who was an American citizen. Over the coming days, we will uncover how and why this happened. This could have been any one of our communities, he said. As a country, we will be there for the people of Orlando today, tomorrow, and for all the days to come. The president noted the shooting took place at an especially heartbreaking time during LGBT Pride Month. He said the place where it happened was more than a nightclub, but a place of solidarity and empowerment where people went to raise awareness, to speak their minds, and to advocate for their civil rights. This is a sobering reminder that attacks on any American, regardless of race, ethnicity, religion, or sexual orientation, is an attack on all of us and the fundamental values of equality and dignity that define us as a country, he said. No act of terror will change who we are or the values that make us Americans. Amen. I would like to take us to Second Chronicles. Pastor, I just want to read a couple of passages of Scripture. Then I'd like for you to reflect and to pray uh, for us and for the people in Orlando. Amen. 
Okay, so we are going to go to Second Chronicles, and the first place we're going to go is chapter 6, and we're going to look at verse 33. Then I'm going to go down to 36 and 38, and then I'm going to come back to chapter 7, verse 14, and Pastor Terry brought that to our remembrance last week, and it was pivotal and powerful then, and it's even more pivotal and powerful today. And we're in the New King James Version. Again, I'm starting off with Second Chronicles chapter 6, verse 33. I look at 36 and 38 and then come back to chapter 7, verse 14, again in Second Chronicles. So verse 33 reads, Then hear from heaven your dwelling place, and do accordingly to all for which the foreigner calls to you, that all peoples... Of the earth may know your name and fear you and do your people Israel and that they may know that this temple which I have built is called by your name. Now we're going to go down to verses 36 through 38. Verse 36 and the word of God says when they sinned against you for there is no one who does not sin. And you become angry with them and deliver them to the enemy. And they take them captive to a land far or near. 37. Yet when they come to themselves in the land where they were carried captive and repent and make supplication to you in the land of their captivity, saying, We have sinned. We have done wrong and have committed wickedness. 38. And when they return to you with all their heart and with all their soul in the land of their captivity where they have been carried captive and pray toward their land which you gave their fathers, the city which you have chosen and toward the temple which I have built for your name. Now this is Solomon and he's doing this at the dedication of the temple. It has so much significance, Pastor, when we as men and women of God return to that that God wants us to return to in his house and doing it his way. Now verse 14 in Second Chronicles chapter 7 reads, as such, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Amen. Amen. You know, this is um, not anything new. You know, I'm just thinking back to uh, the information that Brother Vernon shared with us. You know, when I heard of the attack that took a, uh, took place in Orlando, mm-hmm. in, in Orange County, um, you know, I'm, I was saddened because of what the world has come to. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and even with different nations and the wars that you know, are pending or the ones that are actually going on now because we know that uh, there are countries contemplating war all the time. We know North Korea is one of those mm-hmm. uh, countries. Um, we know that um, the nuclear race is really something that all countries are trying to, if they don't have one going, 
they are trying to get it going. Mm-hmm. And it's it's all about control. Uh, we realize that uh, when God declares war, that uh, not even the nuclear weapons are going to help the opponent, the opponents, those who oppose God. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that I want to point out is this. <clears throat> I'm not a, an advocate of uh, the gay and lesbian movement. Um, but just the same, I'm not an advocate of folks who are straight, but they choose a lifestyle of sin. The thing is, is that as believers, what Christ teaches us is that we are to love everybody. That don't mean that we agree with the lifestyle they've chosen to live. But an act like that that occurred in Orlando is a cowardly act by an individual that has no perspective on the sanctity of life amen those people didn't deserve to die by the hands of that man because they are gay or otherwise because i did see some additional coverage on the shooting that took place and they did say that um his wife i believe and and someone else who knew him well said that he had um disdain for gay people and he uh, one time overly upset because he saw two men kissing but let's remember that he made it a point to give homage or pay homage to ISIS Yes, you know and it, it just appears to me that there are too many people that are afforded the lifestyle and the, the freedom and the opportunity, uh, you know, to possess gold and silver. Amen. Amen. In the land we call America. And yet they're vowing to follow the enemies of America. It just don't make sense to me. And when people... Because he he had been um, actually targeted as a possible, you know, uh, radical. Uh, and this is no slight against the Islamic faith or people who practice the Islamic faith. Because just like we are Christians, and if another Christian decides to do something really crazy and heinous and take somebody's life, we can't blame all Christians. Amen. 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 But when we look at these passages, it's clearly, it's not talking about any particular group of people. Mm -hmm. It's not talking about, um, you know, the radical terrorists versus the average working person or the average person who goes about uh, on a daily basis being a, a parent or 
being a, a child or being a husband or being a wife. He's talking about, and we know that Israel was the target because that was God's people. Mm-hmm. But God don't just make up stuff as he goes along. No, sir. He's omniscient. He already knows what he's going to do a th- hundred years uh, from now, a thousand years from now, ten thousand years from now. Amen. And and we know that when we get beyond the Old Testament and we get into New Testament, that uh, New Testament theology shows us that God always had this plan to graft in the Gentile. Amen. Amen. And then we know if we go farther enough and we get in Romans, we get in the latter chapters of Romans and we, we can see that the the last of the dispensations for Israel uh, and, and God's plan to bring a real Israel in. It just makes absolutely no sense for these lunatics to continue doing what they're doing. And, you know, they're doing it almost at will, even when they have been targeted to be a possible terrorist threat. They go, you know, free about their business, planning how they're going to do things. And I really think that when we look at our homeland security, the persons that are responsible for running these organizations need to take more serious these people that ultimately pull off the kind of acts that this person did this morning. Now, when we get to what you read from Second Chronicles, we know there was a point where Solomon was on his face and he was praying for the people. We know that who he was praying for at that time was those that we refer to as Israel. But also, Pastor, let's understand that Solomon didn't want to do anything on his own. Amen. He said that he needed guidance from God on how to govern God's people. Amen. He needed special revelation. He needed special instruction. He just did not try to do a one size fit all approach. Amen. Amen. What I'm seeing, Pastor, is that we are spiritually bankrupt at this particular time. Guns are not the way. That's not how you get someone spiritually fit. You said that from the pulpit, that we need to be spiritually fit. Now, God is love. Love is God. If we are disillusioned or vexed by someone's behavior, Mm -hmm. then we cannot demonstrate that type of behavior. We cannot be hypocritical. I felt very empty because we had an opportunity to love on some people, right? to support some people, to have some dialogue with some people. Because obviously, people are feeling a certain way, and they're acting out with this type of behavior. We in the church, and that do the will of God, have a great opportunity, Pastor, mm-hmm. to open up our doors, to receive those who are grieving, to receive those who are angry, to receive those who have questions. Amen. Those who are in a state of confusion because what they're seeking, the government is not an expert in. That's true. So I want to say that if we would be more of listeners of the word of God, then we can be more doers. I'm not afraid to die, man of God, because I know where my eternal salvation is. And if God called me home, then that's where I need to be. 
But until that time happens, I'm going to continue to be at my post. I'm going to continue to proclaim the word of God. And I'm going to continue to blow my horn over here and save the lost at all costs. This is a great opportunity for us. We should not lose heart. We should mourn with Orlando. We should put our arms around Orlando. But we cannot pass judgment because that's not our job. That's right. And this is what this man tried to do. He tried to pass judgment and render judgment because he saw something that he didn't like. Right. Well, we can't be that thin skin. Amen. And I would believe, and I don't know, but there was probably some things that he was doing that would probably be considered an abomination in his religion. So you cannot have it both ways. You cannot say, well, I don't want this and I'm going to kill people about this, but I'm okay to do this. We got a problem here, man of God. Well, you know, they, they said that um, all of the information that they had on the individual, that there was none that indicated that he was actively involved in any particular religion or faith. But he was claiming you know, um, to be a part of ISIS. Well, he was born in America. Right. He He's an American citizen. See, some people want to say, well, he wasn't even American. No, he was. Oh, he was he an was American. American he was an American citizen. He was a working American citizen. And he had a wife. And his wife indicated that, you know, he beat her or he abused her. This man didn't just get like this overnight. Amen. So there has to be some signs of of this type of anger building man of God, this type of wrath, this type of zealot where he is just going to decide who lives and dies. And it's by his command. So we have to be mindful that things are happening in our midst and people are losing it, man of God. Amen. So we, as men and women of God, have to be a watchman. We have to have the spirit of Ezekiel. We have to be more in tune. Because this is the fight, Pastor. It's a spiritual battle. And we got to be willing to go in deeper. We have to be willing to talk to people we wouldn't normally talk to. We need to be able to go see people we wouldn't normally go see. We cannot have this type of attitude where I got my salvation and I don't have to deal with anybody else. Well, we're called in Matthew, right? Amen. To go out, Amen. right? Amen. Matthew uh, 28. 19 and 20. The Great Commission. Amen. Yeah, amen. So until everybody knows about him, then our job is not done. And a pastor, I believe you gave an illustration one time of a pastor that preached the same sermon over and over again amen. every Sunday. Amen. Would you like to tell that story, sir, now that I brought it to your remembrance? Yes. He uh, he was preaching John 3.16 every Sunday. Every Sunday is preaching John 3.16. And the people say, look, we're tired of hearing John 3.16. <laughs> you know, we want you to preach something else. And he says, well, when you do what John 3.16 says, <laughs> then I'll preach something else. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so, uh, Pastor, would you pray for us, please, and yeah, for the people of Orlando? Absolutely. I want to. Before I do, I want to read three verses. Okay. Where are we, sir? We're in Second Chronicles chapter 7. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's the first three verses. All righty. And again, you're in the New King James? New, yeah, New King James. Okay. And verse 1 begins this way. When Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering 
and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Verse 2, And the priest could not enter the house of the Lord, because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. Mm -hmm. Verse 3, When all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down, and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshiped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endures forever. You know, we have to present the gospel to people, mm -hmm. and they have to have a real spiritual experience. We need to cut out all of the theatrics and all of the, uh, you know, celebrations like I told them this morning. I, I didn't come there to get them happy. Right. I came to get them healthy. Amen. Spiritually fit. Amen. So that's what we need to do. And we cannot allow any group or any person or any regime stop that. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Amen. Father, we thank you. We praise you for the opportunity to approach your throne of mercy and grace. Yes, Lord. And we come particularly to lift up the families of those victims in Orlando, Florida, whose lives were cut short this morning by a madman. Then we pray for the ones who are fighting for their lives. Yes, Lord. And we pray, Father, that because they were spared, and we know that there's possibility that some of those who are fighting for their lives may not make it, but we do know this. Those who are conscious and can communicate yes, have the ability, if they don't know Christ, yes, to receive him before they leave this place. Yes, Lord. Now, Lord, we just pray right now, not only for the families of those who were killed, but those who um, are in the process of being treated. But we also pray for the people connected to that man yes, Lord. who committed that heinous crime. Yes, Lord. For those that live in the neighborhood he lived, he lived in. And for those who worked with him. Yes, Lord. And for those who were in association with him. I, I would say that there were probably some that didn't even realize how deep he was into his radical thoughts. Yes, Lord. And, Lord, we realize that none of us really have the authority to judge other people, even to the extent that we determine that they should die. And Lord, I just pray that you would give clarity to those of us who could be more of a catalyst in helping people to see beyond the lie yes, yes. and come in and, and get in touch with the true word of the gospel. Yes. Father, we pray again for those who will have opportunity to experience the one thing in their lives that will probably be more valuable than anything they'll ever experience in their natural lives, and that's receiving Christ. Yes. Those who are the survivors of those who were killed, today they are faced with making a decision 
on who they're going to trust with their souls. Yes, yes. And Lord, we pray for them and that they will come to the reality that we do not know what can happen to us and we don't know where we might be yes. when somebody, it could have happened that act of violence this morning could have happened right here yes. in Las Vegas. Yes, it could have. But you spared Las Vegas Thank for you, the Lord. time being. Thank you, Lord. But we realize that sin is really the root of the problem. Yes, Lord. And it's everywhere. And it won't be long that they'll be reporting about an incident here. Yes, Lord, Lord, I pray in the name, name of, of Jesus, Jesus that these people somehow will be open to receiving the truth yes. because they're willing to kill people. And they're not just willing to kill people. They're willing to die doing it yes. for a lie. Yes, for a lie. So, Lord, we pray right now yes, for all those who were connected to individuals in this last attack. And, Lord, we pray for those who uh, have had family members in previous attacks, and some of them are still struggling with the senseless killing of a loved one. Yes, and then, Lord, I want to just pray and lift up my little grandson who broke his leg. And um, at two years of age, it is a mighty traumatic experience for a little toddler yes, to break Lord. a leg. And yes. then as bad as it, it was. So, Lord, I pray that uh, you would touch his body and you touch would restore him, him to health. Yes, Lord. And that, Lord, you would help his parents strengthen them so that yes. they can take good care of him and his siblings and and then lord even his brother and sister yes, who lord. was uh, affected traumatically by what they saw and by his um his his screaming for uh relief because mm -hmm. he was in such pain yes yes lord. lord we just pray right now and we thank you for yes, always lord. being available yes lord thank you thank you for what you've already done yes lord thank you for what you're doing even as we pray yes lord and then thank you for all that you're about to do yes lord in jesus name in jesus name in jesus name we pray thank you amen amen all right well thank you pastor i appreciate that mm -hmm. and I'm sure our community and listeners and the people of Orlando, and I pray that our politicians understand the sense of urgency, and the urgency is now. Amen? Amen. To, to protect us. Pastor and Vernon, we're going to talk about crossing guards today. And you're like, well, how does that relate to save the lost at all costs? And I'm going to uh, definitely tie that in. A crossing guard would be the person that stands guard as the children cross various intersections to get to school, Pastor. Amen. Imagine how important their job is. Now, it doesn't pay a lot, Pastor, right? Right. Uh, it could be hazardous because you're dealing with moving vehicles and you never know the condition of the person who's driving it. That's true. And sometimes the children that they're there to protect aren't always the most attentive or cooperative. And a lot of times when you tell them to come, they <laughs> may not necessarily come. Amen. And the crossing guard doesn't always get the respect or the thanks that's due and owed to them. But when I see those crossing guards, they take their job very seriously. Amen. And they don't have a problem confronting you if you seem to not be paying attention 
or coming too close to the children. Amen. And I would venture to say, Vernon and Pastor Terry, some crossing guards have even lost their lives. That's true. Or been seriously injured. I've seen some dodge a car. In attempt to protect children. Amen. And our children are probably our most valuable asset and, and commodity that we have. Amen. Amen. So if you could just see the zeal that they have for something that doesn't pay much and very hazardous, but they have a desire to do it. And a lot of these people are not in tip top shape, pastor. Amen. But they have a tip top desire to protect and to guard. So pastor, what we're talking about today is why don't our saints have that same zeal to protect the cross? Amen. Amen. So we're talking about crossing guards and protecting the cross and protecting the cross. Pastor, we're going to go back to Genesis because we need to see about how the covenant of guarding those who have weaknesses. It's about not exposing your saints to ridicule and tearing down their reputation and exploiting their weaknesses. A guard especially a crossing guard, can't do that with the children. Because if they were to do that, Pastor, they wouldn't be any children. They would be totally wiped out eventually or too traumatized to come to school. And everybody's parent cannot get them to school. So the crossing guards pay. They they do us a great service. So let's go to Genesis chapter 3. Amen. And let's look at the covenant of of covering pastor and it will be very illuminated in chapter three now vernon would you read genesis chapter three and you're going to read the whole chapter sir because it's important that you we really get the genesis here genesis chapter three from the new king james version Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, As God indeed said, You shall not eat of any tree of the garden. Verse 2. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the tree of the garden. Verse 3. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Verse 4, Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. Verse 5, For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Verse 6, So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant in the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Verse 7, Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. Verse 8, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, 
And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Verse 9. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? Verse 10. So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. Verse 11. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Verse 12. Then the man said, The woman whom you gave me to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate. Verse 13. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. Verse 14. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle, and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. Verse 15, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To, verse 16, To the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow, and your conception. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Verse 17. Then to Adam he said, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife, and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Verse 18. Both thorns and thistles I shall bring forth for you. And you shall eat the herb of the field. Verse 19. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread. I will return. I will, you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken. For dust you are. And to dust you shall return. Verse 20. And Adam called his wife's name Eve. Because she was the mother of all living. Verse 21. Also for Adam and his wife the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. Verse 22, Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us, to know good and evil. And now lest he put out his hand, and take also of the tree of life, and eat, and live forever. Verse 23, Therefore the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden, to till the ground from which he was taken. Verse 24, So he drove out the man, and he placed cherubim, at the east of the garden of Eden, and a flaming sword which turned every way to guard the way in the tree of life. Now, Pastor, can you read verse 7? Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And now, can you read verse 20? No, verse 21, I apologize. Verse 21. Also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. Now, verse 7, when they realized what they had done, they clothed themselves in leaves. And then when we go down to verse 21, even what they have done, God, God could have killed them. But he didn't. And so something had to be sacrificed. Pastor, Amen. if we look at verse 21, because he said he made tunics of skin and clothed them. So look what God did for them. He did kill them. Even though he commanded Adam not to do that, because he said the day that you would do that would be the day that you would surely die. Mm -hmm. There's been a sacrifice made. Now their worship, Pastor, it should 
been a problem with it. It wasn't suitable. But God so loved them, so cared for them, knew what they were going to do, understood their weaknesses, and he covered them. Because they were not able to do it themselves. Amen. Amen. But he still had a promise for Eve. Well, he had told Adam that when he ate from the tree, he would die. Exactly. Uh, You know, this is somewhat of a substitutionary death here. Mm -hmm. It it gives us uh, foreshadowing of what the Christ would do. Amen. And the thing is, is, you know, they, ne- they never tried to repent because when God asked him if he ate from the tree, God's omniscient, he knew he had eaten from the tree. Amen. Mm-hmm. He was giving them an opportunity to confess Amen. and to repent, and it didn't happen. Well, in, in defense of Eve, she didn't repent, but she did confess. But what is confession without repentance? Well, it's, you know... To what say, is I'm sorry, and then like not I do said, anything about I'm it. I'm saying, what is confession without repentance? It's not much. Amen? Because we know that King David said, I have sinned against you and only you, Lord. See, you have to recognize, not only did you sin, but who did you sin against? But it's God protecting us in our weakness and in our infirmities because he covered them. There had to be a sacrifice, man of God. Because how could they have the animal skin? Well, also, and he made them a tunic. So whatever they put together, it was not appropriate. Look what God wasn't did sufficient, for them. But the, the thing is, is that you know when David sinned, he he not only confessed mm-hmm. to what he had done, mm-hmm. but there was repentance. And God knows if we're sincere mm-hmm. or we're not. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is, when he said what he did to Adam, you know, did you did you eat from that tree? Mm-hmm. Adam didn't say, "Well, you know, yes, I did," and but I won't do it again. Mm-hmm. He said, "No, the woman is her fault. The one you gave you me. get right." So mm-hmm. ultimately, he's blaming God. Mm-hmm. For giving him the woman who he was with and he could have taken a stand as he stood by and watched the serpent dupe and con his wife. And in scripture, it never says he opened his mouth. He didn't object to what was going on, apparently. And it says she ate and gave to her husband with her. Well, they switched roles. He was supposed to be the leader, but she became the leader at that point, And he followed her. He could have taken a stand and he could have said, look, honey, you know, because you know how your female folks are, you know, mm-hmm. you tell your husband, I'm a grown woman. And, of course, he could have said, well, look, I know you're grown and you make your own decisions, but God told me not to eat. And I'm not eating. You can eat if you want to. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. But he never took a stand against what was going on, not even the dialogue between her and the serpent as the serpent was giving her bad information. Mm -hmm. What the serpent was giving her was heretic because it wasn't in fact the truth. It was a lie. And it caused a spiritual death, which had a physical death. And Adam never opened his mouth. Now, they didn't drop dead on the spot, 
But what did happen is things start dying. Okay, age, the, the, the clock on age, that's when it started. Because before that, Adam was in the garden, and he was supposed to tend and keep the garden. When nothing fell from the tree, the leaves didn't fall, the grass, the blades of grass didn't fall over. Everything was living. Nothing died. Well, you know what, Pastor? Also, in correlation to the enemy, God dealt with the enemy swiftly. Once he found from Adam what you said, he's omniscient, he already knew. Right. But once it was spoken into existence, then guess what? God dealt with the enemy, and they saw what God was doing to the enemy. So even in their disobedience, God still blessed them and still recognized the enemy for being who the enemy was and dealt with him. And we have to understand that, that God is just, he is righteous, and he will issue what needs to be issued at that particular time for all parties concerned. Right, Pastor? Amen. Amen. Well, so we, we have to understand that. One thing we know he's going to do is when he says... That he's going to do something. We know that that's exactly what he's going to do. Amen. And for us, you know, the reaping season may not come right away. Amen. But he's definitely going to fulfill his prophecy. Amen. If he said he's going to do it. But if, it, if this is... Of the things to come, a glimpse of the courtroom. I like what's mm-hmm. going on in the courtroom. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. I, Amen. I believe that my Lord and Savior will give me what I need. Amen. Well, you and, know, and, Revelation twenty is is that's the courtroom scene of starting at verse eleven. Amen. That's the courtroom scene right there. Amen. But like you said, well, this is this is a, a forerunner. Amen. Amen. So we have to see this. So this is the first book. And then Revelation is the last book. So if we can see it happening in the first book, we have to understand about the importance of the covenant of of being covered. Amen? Amen. Amen. So let's look at Proverbs 6, and we're going to look at verse uh, 16 and 19. Brother Vernon, will you read? Again, we're in Proverbs 6. We're going to look at verses 16 and 19. And we see the caller. We're going to read these verses and then we'll catch the call. Amen. Amen. So be patient with the caller. Proverbs 6. Yes, we're going to look at verses 16 and 19, please. Proverbs 6, verse 16. These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. 17, a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood. 18, a heart that devises wicked plans. Feet that are swift and running to evil. Nineteen, a false witness who speaks lies. And one who sows discords among brethren. See, sowing discord among brethren. Amen. Who's that? That's what Satan does. Amen. Amen. Now let's jump over to 22 and 1 and then we're going to take the call. We we have other folks that sow discord among brethren. Amen. But but who's their father? Amen. That's the motivator. Amen. 22 and 1. Verse 22. And one, a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. Amen. Loving favor rather than silver and gold. You talked about that, huh, Pastor? Amen. I just wanted to show you. I was listening, sir. Amen. Amen. Hello, you're on Save the Loss at All Costs. 
praise the Lord. This is Sister Susan calling in. Amen. How are you, Minister? I'm wonderful. I wanted to call in and give a cent. Amen. How y'all doing in there? Pastor Terry and the other brothers sitting there. We're blessed. We're blessed. Doing yeah. blessed. God bless you. Listen, in Isaiah chapter 57, verse 21, there's a statement, and it goes like this. There is no peace, says my God, for the wicked. There's no peace. There's no protection for the wicked. Amen. Amen. And before I got saved, I had no peace. I was living in a place of torment. It wasn't until one day that I dropped to my knees and I said, God, please give me peace. I just want a good night's sleep. Amen. And that next day, the Prince of Peace began to visit me and Amen. began to help me understand what I needed to do to get out from the place of torment to get into a place of peace. Amen. What's the address again? Isaiah chapter 57. Um, that particular passage is talking okay. about healing for the backslider. In the very last scripture, 21, it talks about there being no peace I for the it. wicked. Yeah. Because the wicked are outside of the boundaries of God. Amen. And the Amen. wicked are going to do what the wicked do. Amen. But in John, Jesus said, you know, I'm praying for those that are coming in to be one like me and you, Father. I'm praying for the ones that are coming in. So, um, and as far as defending the cross, I don't think that we need to defend the cross. I do believe that... Um, uh, if we, if we as the people of God begin to believe the Word of God and understand that the Word of God is Jesus, because it says in the book of John that this Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Amen. I believe that if we uh, come to God in humbleness and in fear of God, a reverential fear, and begin to allow God to deal with our own uh, dilemmas to deal with our own uh, places of hurt, then we can be built up and established in righteousness so that we could go out and help those that are living in a place of torment, living in a place of fear, living in a place of uncertainty. It is not until I'm able to get healed that I can heal somebody else. Amen. But as far as the situation that happened um, in Florida, <clears throat> you know, there's a covering over the mind of those that are righteous. God will speak to us, and he will protect us from our own selves. But when you don't have the protection of the blood of Jesus on Amen. your mind and on Amen. your spirit, then you have already given yourself over to the wiles of the devil. Amen. And so God is not going to go against our will. If we That's have true. already purposed in our heart to do evil, then evil is what we'll do, but we will... Uh, reap the consequences Amen. of our evil actions. Amen. And yes, should nobody take it into their own hands to try to uh, make a judgment call? Um, no, I'm not saying that I'm in agreement with that. But um, wicked deals with wicked. Amen. 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 And when we defend the cross, we don't have to defend Christ Jesus, but we do defend that he died for our sins see that's the whole thing why did he even have to be crucified 
And when we look at Genesis, we see, but even in our infirmities, even in our weaknesses, God still keeps his covenant. He always performs the way that he's supposed to perform. And we have to understand that as men and women of God that do his will to remind people that when you do evil, when you go to the other side, when you pledge allegiance to something that is not of God, you're going to reap what you sow. Amen. Amen. And we need to do everything that we can when we see people going to the dark side, woman of God, to do everything that we can to try to bring them back. You know, and if that's worth dying for, and I'm all right with that. And we're going to take another call. We're down to the last two minutes. We love you, sis. And thank you for encouraging us. We love you. Amen. 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 Thank you for being patient. You're on Save the Loss at All Costs, and God bless you. Uh, praise the Lord, uh, Pastor and, and Nina. I was listening to you talking about uh, Eve and Adam and et cetera, when the uh, serpent of the gallery. The beautiful thing about the story is God told her, he said her egg was going to bruise uh, the serpent's head, and the serpent was going to bite him on his heel. Amen. And the beautiful story is about that. All through the times, then we have Miriam birthing the Messiah without a man, and he came on the scene, and he defeated uh, the enemy, and then he gave all believers and followers of him the keys to the kingdom. Amen. And whatever we bind and whatever we loose, he'll loose it, sitting on the right hand of God. So the beautiful story is our foremother, Adam and Eve, failed, but then the second uh, Adam he brought us back home, and God uh, took care of them and made them clothes and for the shame of their neck. But the beautiful thing is God made a way 6,000 or some years, and then he raised up Christ, Yeshua, Jesus. And now we have salvation, we have hope, and our job is to go and witness in, in one plant and then one water and God at the increase because we can't save nobody. We just have to have mercy on those because we was on the other side too and got to reach out to them. Amen. It's so good to hear your voice and God bless you and we're getting ready to sign off. But the thing is, is that let's remember those who are weak. Amen. Amen. Let's be the crossing guard for them. And in closing, save the loss at all costs. We love you and God bless. our humble prayer that the most high God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit filled live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our 
our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.